0: this is the e-commerce leader a show just for you the owner of a thriving online business in this bite-sized episode jason and kyle share a practical tip that every e-commerce leader should know let's jump in today we're chatting about business models what platforms to use because that's a question we actually get a lot And, and especially from students that maybe have come through one of the Shopify specific like Shopify power which is on Udemy yeah and it, it's crushing it does really really well and it's kind of at the how-to nuts and bolts setting up your your Shopify site as a seller and at, as a result a lot of people are coming with sort of what platform do I build it on I'm yeah. thinking about changing this is what I currently have so let's dive into that today and chat about that a little bit more and one of the platforms that people come from that we hear a lot is wordpress yeah right because wordpress does have in fact an e-commerce plugin component sure. yep. so but, but like let's let's hear your, your thoughts on that kind sir yeah. like what would would be would be the recommendation what's the best use case scenario when you're going shopify v wordpress
1: yeah let's do them so let's do a whole bunch we'll do shopify we'll do bunch. versus wordpress first and then we want to touch on Kajabi, Kartra, ClickFunnels, right. Amazon, uh, or other marketplaces. So yeah, let's do, let's do the uh, use case for these different uh, platforms today. And um, yeah, it's a great question because we do get this question all the time. And unfortunately, people build on the wrong platform sometimes and then come to us and they're like, man, I've already spent so much money and time and had a developer build a site. And now I'm trying to sell something. And it's just not working. And so, um, okay, so let's do it. So WordPress is uh, a site we uh, built our e-commerce business on for the first five years that we were selling online. And so really, really familiar with that platform. And then um, I'll just say that there are also what I, I call derivatives of WordPress, which right. are, um, uh, you know, e-commerce platforms that are basically built on the WordPress platform. And there are a whole bunch of those. Um, and so I, I lump all those together and so i do think there's a use case for wordpress mm-hmm. uh for effectively using it online for specific reasons and so let's talk about that and then we'll talk about um how that compares to shopify and why why we switched over in our company um and so here's how i would, I would break it down wordpress was designed to be a blog platform so writing and posting um, you, you know it's got pages and it's got posts and um, that's really sort of the ideal use case for it. It's the original use case for it and really the ideal scope. Now, websites that are designed primarily for lead capture, where you just are trying to share information and get people sign up, mm-hmm. like email address, that kind of thing, is a perfectly valid use case for WordPress. Um, uh, we do that. I you know, I, ma- I still manage WordPress sites. Our charity site is on WordPress. That's so sopowerful.org. And I don't, you know, it's not uh, trying to accomplish anything else other than sharing information and collecting people's info. And so it's a real, it's a real good use case for that. Um, Some of the, so that's the, that's the ideal use case. When people get in trouble with WordPress, it's when they try to push it to do more than that. The most common thing people try to push it to do is e-commerce transactions. Mm -hmm. So you have to have a shopping cart and that's where it falls apart. The other thing that people try to push it to do is um, membership Um, and and it falls apart in my opinion for membership programming too, where you have like a monthly recurring membership program. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, that's where I would say if you're just going to use it for sharing content, blogging, you know, hosting, you know, that kind of stuff, content marketing and collecting names that you're in fine shape to use it. Um, And so, you know, that might be the use case. Um what else? I mean we could talk about why it fails beyond that and some of the pitfalls of of that is sort of a, you know, on the online tool. Is that yeah, helpful at all? Yeah,
0: what would be know? the challenges in using WordPress? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Not really. Yeah, so there's two parts to WordPress. There are two dope uh ecosystems. One ecosystem is wordpress.com, which is where they host it for you uh and it's um it's hosted by WordPress and um, you can have your own domain name, but it's still, it's under their server system. Um, and uh, that is, um, in my opinion, the best way to use WordPress. Sites that are built on WordPress.org, which is the other ecosystem, is basically like the, it's the whole ecosystem that um, is separated and it requires what's called self-hosted WordPress sites. And self-hosted WordPress sites, in my a humble opinion are a complete and total scam. I mean, first of all, the phrase is totally a lie. It's called self-hosted, but actually you're not doing anything yourself. You're just going to another third-party company and having them host your website. And these third-party hosting companies are notoriously garbage. They will, um, they'll offer you the moon, and then they basically their business model is to cram as much content in their server as possible, and it means that your site will fail, the load times will be bad, you'll be on there with horrible like, you know, sites that are you know like porn or whatever, and you you know the server can get blacklisted. All these bad things can happen in that mm-hmm. ecosystem of self-hosted, and so um, it's just really the the bane of the existence of these sites now. If you talk to an expert site builder who does WordPress, they'll say, well, there's good hosting companies and bad ones. And obviously you don't know what you're doing because you had a bad one. But trust me when I tell you the good ones of today will be the bad ones of tomorrow <laughs> because it's just a bad business model that they're in. And candidly, it's, it's just not, it's not a good um, situation to be in where you're at the mercy Mm -hmm. some other company. I mean, when we were trying to run our e-commerce business on WordPress, we just foolishly, we tried to do that for a long time. And, you know, what we would find is we would, we'd do a set up a promotion or send traffic to our site. It would crash, you know, it crashes at like one in the morning. We're asleep, man. We don't know. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we are expecting to have all these sales. We wake up, our site's broken. Then you got to get on tech support. Like, what the heck? Why is my site down? Then your whole sale the whole point of what you're trying to do is total destroyed, and then there's then there's of course services you can buy, so
0: mm-hmm. that your
1: site is always monitored to be up, and it's just a scam. I mean, the whole system is just a giant mess in my opinion. Um, and so, anyway, I, yeah, I could go on and on about the negatives of of that whole system, but because we lived that that way for like three four years, it was a horrible horrible experience. Um, and so all that to say the perfect use case for WordPress, in my opinion, is content sharing, um, and name collection. And then you'll want to stop there. If you want to do more than that, then you want to find a different platform. Yeah, Yeah, that
0: makes perfect sense.
1: Yeah. I think I I completely
0: agree. WordPress is sort of a blog and you need to to treat it as a blog and don't try to make it more than what it was initially designed and intended to be, regardless of what people try and Spin it and sell you on. Uh, yes. So just know what it is and run with it. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Totally agree. So then yeah. let's chat a little bit about different business model and business use case. And the Shop- main
1: one, let's let's go to Shopify next, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, we were talking about WordPress as, yeah. as in blogging. So if we were talking to e-commerce yeah. and we wanted to have a cart and transaction and and have that work, then obviously Shopify. Yeah, there are others out there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let's, let's have a conversation about that.
1: Sure. So, you know, when we m- did the change from WordPress to Shopify in 2013, we looked at every possible option, all of the ones associated with the WordPress ecosystems, the other ones that were out there at the time. Um, and Shopify was hands down the best in 2013, and it's only gotten better. Uh, I'm the ultimate Shopify fanboy. I love Shopify. I just, just it is a massively successful system for online sellers. And so, but it also has its limitations. So let's talk about the ideal use case for Shopify. Um, if you're trying to sell, uh, you know, e-commerce style, physical products or digital products, I would say Shopify is the platform to be on. Um, if you want to sell on your own, Website Now, Shopify is a hosted solution, sort of like WordPress.com is hosted, Shopify is hosted. So that means they handle all the server stuff. You don't have to worry about any of that. And they monitor load and balance load um, issues on, you know, sort of demand for the server side. And they do it flawlessly. I mean, I can just tell you, our our Shopify site has maybe had downtime issues three times in the last five years. I mean, maybe, it just, just minor issues. Yeah. Um, and it was momentary. And so they just, they, they know how to manage the server demand and that kind of stuff and just do it right on hosting the sites. Um, and, and our use case was all digital goods. So, and that was one of the first issues that we had to solve for was, you know, our catalog is about 2,500 digitally downloaded PDF documents. And so we had to have a platform that worked for that. And so Shopify works perfectly for that. And uh, we'll do, you know, today's a Friday as we're filming this. Uh, I don't know what the day will look like in total, but I can tell you somewhere between 11 and 14,000 transactions will happen on our site today uh, with individual customers, obviously, for 11 to 14,000 going through the shopping cart, checking out, getting their goods, having a good experience. Um, So at scale, Shopify works amazingly well. I always remember the story of um, Mike Brown, Deathwish Coffee, who got the Super Bowl commercial with uh, Intuit QuickBooks contest, mm-hmm. and he, he's on Shopify. And I remember him saying something. I don't remember the exact numbers. I should go back and look at the recording, but it was something like he had 150 people on his on his website, like the the minute before the commercial aired, and then like the minute after it was some crazy, like six figure number. I think it was like, you know, a hundred hundred thousand or 200,000 people immediately on his Shopify site, which is insane. I mean, that is like so much traffic and it didn't crash. And, you know, it's so a Shopify works at scale really, really well for transactions like that. Um, That's cool. yeah. The uses that Shopify is less ideal for, um, you we can you can and we do a membership program a monthly recurring membership program through shopify delivered through shopify and um with the right apps you can make that work i don't think it's a good use case for shopify the longer we've done it we've done it about a year and a half now and we it's a six-figure program for us so it's not insignificant um the longer we've done it on shopify the more i've realized it's just not the right use case for the platform and maybe it will be in the future but for now the apps that are available i don't think monthly recurring membership programs are ideal for shopify um the other thing that shopify is not really good at is video courses being delivered through the shopify ecosystem um we have tried to do that and it's just it's expensive because um, the tools available make you pay basically for demand on the video consumption and it'll it'll break the bank um, and so Shopify is just not ideal for video based delivery of, of courses. Um but beyond that, I mean, I don't know. So that might segue us into a different platform, which is like, what are the ideal platforms uh right. for that? I don't know. Any other thoughts on, on Shopify for you? Use case
0: stuff? No, I think that I think you've pretty much nailed that. I it is really designed to transact a product through the checkout. And it can do a digital product as you prove every single day and week, but it's not necessarily designed. It takes some additional add on functionality, yeah. which is good, yeah. but at the same time, it's not natively built into it. So it right. can have its, that, its own issues with that. So yeah. Uh, yeah. You, c- you can make it work for that. It's not ideal for it, but there are platforms out there that are designed to deliver digital and video content specifically.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And so um, a few of those that we could talk about. So beyond Shopify, what, what, how would you deliver digital content? Um, I think the one that is uh, top of mind for me at least, and I, and I've really grown to appreciate a lot is Kajabi. Um, You know, Kajabi has gone on its own journey over the last five, six, seven years. Um, I did use the first version of it and um, it was painful. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, but it was designed to deliver online courses and for, you know, uh, information product marketers and uh, it had its problems. And um, then I believe the correct version of the story is uh, Brennan Burchard became a part equity owner in the business and basically gave the guys at Kajabi a list of, his demands in essence, <laughs> you know, and I was like, do the, do the following things immediately. And, um, and, and it, and they released new Kajabi and it has become increasingly awesome and uh, no issues now with it and love it and use it. And um, we're, you know, racking up the sales on Kajabi. We use it for winning on Shopify and um, love it as a content delivery um, you know, site and also, um, obviously for monthly recurring, uh, uh, product use, it works perfectly. So for video based content for monthly recurring membership subscription type programming, it works. Um, it works as a blog as well. So we blog on it. Um, and so I think if you've got like information products that you want to sell, I would highly suggest looking into Kajabi. Now, um, what are the non-use cases for Kajabi? I don't, mm, I mean, if you wanted to do heavy duty product sales, I wouldn't use Kajabi. I'd go back to Shopify, but information product marketers, I would say Kajabi is a good one. And then of course, lately now Kartra Mm -hmm. has become sort of the hot topic and Kartra is sort of the competitor now to Kajabi in a way, I guess. Do you think that's true? Is that sort of how you
0: see them? I would see them as competitors for sure. Okay.
1: Yeah. So um, Kartra, if you're not familiar, is uh, a tool that is um, basically, again, for information marketers, course content creators, um, experts, you know, and uh, the story on Kartra was sort of, I don't know if it's turning into a Coke versus Pepsi situation or not, but um, the guys at Webinar Jam basically, um, you know, have a tech background and uh, who's it? Andy and um, oh gosh, I should know their names. Uh, Mike, feel same, and Andy Jenkins, of course. And um, so they had Webinar Jam and then Frank Kern's their buddy. And he's, you know, Mr. Genius for real. And um, I think they co-created and or he invested in Kartra to really solve a lot of the technology issues for experts. And um, we've got people who in our circle coaching clients and people in masterminds that are with us who are loving Kartra. Mm -hmm. Um, I was already on, we were already on Kajabi. So we kind of didn't have a use case for it, but other people who have just tried it and have never done Kajabi are loving Kartra. Um, And so I think it is a viable alternative. Um, Yeah. So, so those are exciting for the information product sellers. what else? Uh, other sites that I think are important. Let's talk about ClickFunnels and let's talk about just straight Amazon, eBay, Etsy, mm-hmm. but just, you know, staying on market. Yeah, for sure. Um, what do you think the ideal use case is for ClickFunnels? Um, it's obviously hugely popular. It's all the rage. Russell Brunson is a genius um, and really uh, it is, it's been a fantastic uh, product. We use ClickFunnels. How would you describe it as like the ideal use case
0: for it? I think uh, it, de- it depends like on what you're going to be selling. If you're selling a physical product through ClickFunnels, you can absolutely do it. You can have it, it integrates with fulfillment software and, and that works great. You can you can use it for that. And I think the ultimate use case for that is, is a quick testing of different offers and different messaging. And you can just pretty quickly build out uh, a funnel in essence, right, mm-hmm. to upsell, downsell, yeah. cross-sell and test things pretty rapidly uh, and also So what type of things.
1: products or offers are ideal in your in your mind for click funnels
0: Sure like you would I would test free plus shipping offer of with a, yeah. sort of upsell I would Which test, is sort
1: of the one that he his claim right. to fame really was Yeah the free plus shipping funnel mm-hmm. is what people came to know Russell from and he's really yeah. popularized and really created click funnels to fully You know, deliver on that idea of having a a one-click upsell and free plus shipping for a
0: book model. Sure, sure. And you could use the same thing for a product. Right. right. Have a have a low-end entry product, and then you're putting additional products in front of them that are complementary or upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You can you can test that pretty quickly, and then once you have a winner, I mean, if it's something is selling well, there's no reason why you couldn't convert that over to say your Shopify store. For a sure. long-term trajectory on that product, yeah. so I think that's a good use case for it. I think uh, putting people into sort of uh, a higher-ticket coaching funnel—if you bring them in for the so if you use the free plus shipping for the book, the book—it's yeah. a low-end offer maybe be high-end coaching, and maybe that that those membership sites are delivered on Kajabi because they do integrate. Yeah, we've integrated them before as well. So yeah. there's there's that sort of functionality for it. I, I think it works well. It, honestly, in for, for many businesses, the need for a standalone website outside of organic SEO traffic, I don't know if they need it. They really need a place for people to connect with them immediately and to send paid traffic to if that's their uh, strategy. Mm-hmm. And so ClickFunnels works pretty well. You can get up and running with that. Yeah, relatively quickly, and there's yeah. another built-in email functionality that's part of it as well. If you needed that, so
1: yeah, a few pieces of ClickFunnels that are obviously cool that were sort of the the features that were of of note were the um, one-click upsell and then the order, right. the order bump process. Yeah. Um, inside ClickFunnels is interesting uh, technology. Mm-hmm. Works seamlessly for customers. the whole idea of ClickFunnels, I think, really grew out of the lead you know the lead page lead capture page and and really that whole you know process of you know attracting somebody to a specific offer and then you know having that low price bump to uh, you know the first you know kind of incremental sale and then secondary sale the one-time offer beyond that and then the second offer beyond that and it's really designed and optimized for that kind of customer checkout flow yeah um and it's, you know, to see people who do it effectively, it's mesmerizing. The math is mesmerizing when it can work well. Um, a lot of people try it and can't make it work. Um, and so it's really more product or offer specific than it is brand building.
0: For sure. For sure. It, it definitely is product offer specific. Yeah. And and I think what they tried to do was re- reduce the friction, right, between yeah. sure. the in coming in as warm traffic or cold traffic and getting them to uh, the highest um, LOV that they can or LTV in, of that of that funnel, and they do a good job with it and it's cool. And what's interesting about that too is you've seen other, uh, even Shopify app builders and stuff like that try to bolt on one-click upsell component sure, of functionality yeah. to, their, to their stores so that they can yeah. take advantage of that as well. And so, yeah,
1: and you've cost- seen Kartra roll out that or have that functionality as well. So, you know, I think what Russell and the ClickFunnels team pioneered in a way, um, other platforms are and, – and really, I, I would say they did pioneer some unique stuff, but other platforms are going to replicate. I would say Amazon is the platform that has pioneered the most stuff Oh yeah. Replicate. I mean, For sure. generally speaking, when Amazon does something, uh, people in the Shopify ecosystem figure out how to sort of make the same functionality, uh, in essence, yes. sort of work on e-commerce websites on Shopify platform. So, yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of, you know, somebody will be creative and find something cool, and then the other platforms figure out how to implement it in their ecosystems. Um, oh,
0: I mean, because yeah. your, your assumption is that if Amazon's doing it, it's working. Because yeah, and that they've split tested they the heck out of it. And they do s- things at scale and yeah. are trying to maximize their revenue yeah. on the site as well. So, so that's ClickFunnels use case. Um,
1: so let's talk about uh, the use case for just sticking straight to what I would, would just call the marketplaces, mm-hmm. which are Amazon. But well, the big ones are really Amazon and Pixie Fair. Yeah. And then you've got
0: <laughs> the big one and the huge one that sharp. everyone knows. Pixie
1: uh, and and then you've got eBay and Etsy. Uh, you know, I mean, so this little joke there, for those who don't know, I run a marketplace called Pixie Fair. Um, Insert shameless plug. Oh, no, no. Yeah. So, but let's talk about the use case for yeah. just staying on marketplaces. Cause obviously yeah. you crush it on Amazon. You're on amazon.com uh, and Amazon Europe. You're rolling out on Amazon Japan. You're also on your own Shopify websites. Mm -hmm. So what's the use case for straight marketplace sales channel strategy? And when do you think it tips over into needing another platform? Sure.
0: I think that there are two really big use cases in my mind for marketplaces. One is you don't currently have a product and you just want to try and make money and you're using the the marketplace, and it's either some sort of form of arbitrage or-
1: I was gonna say, how do you make money if you don't have a product? Okay, so it's not your- It's it's not not your
0: product. You're selling someone else's product either as a wholesaler or a distributor or an arbitrage person. However, it's not your own branded product. And nothing wrong with that model, and people are crushing it, making a lot of money doing that. And that's what the marketplace is there for. Uh, you know, that's why Amazon has fueled a lot of its growth. is It's open to third-party sellers who are selling a bunch of products and kind of delivering it to their platform and to their buyers. Yep. And, and that's nothing wrong with that. Yep. Um, the other use case for that would be, I think, for a marketplace is to get a product that you do own, that you've created, or that you've you know, branded. Mm-hmm and get exposure for that and get validity for it, right? So you are, you are going to get it tested, your product in front of hungry buyers because that's what are on Am- I mean, people don't go to Amazon to you know, look for information. They go to Amazon to buy specific goods. So if your product is, is visible and people are buying it, you're going to get feedback. Hopefully you've t- tested it, but you're definitely going to get feedback regardless if it's a great product be closer to five stars. If it's a terrible product, it's gonna be probably closer to three stars, right? So
1: it's like the proving grounds. It's like the salt flats for your race car. You're trying to go figure out whether it works or not. You
0: wanna know whether or not that this product has a market and people wanna buy it and and that it functions and serves the needs in that marketplace. And so if you're using Amazon or eBay or one of these platforms to kind of validate that, then now you know, okay, I should be thinking long-term then your your thinking starts to shift to say a um, a brand strategy a, a brand strategy on Shopify right. or right. how do you maximize it with a funnel you know on click funnels and, and you could you can use so let me clarify you can still use like a click funnels or something like that to test a product yeah. but your your skill set's gonna be different. So right. if you're doing a funnel that you run, like a ClickFunnels or something like that, or Shopify, and you you have to drive your own traffic, and you have yeah. to have that skill set in place. Yeah. On Amazon, it's a different level of skill set. It may be yeah. product research, it's a little keyword research, it's understanding your, your niche, it's all and uh, understanding the platform. But the the traffic's already there. Yeah. You're just getting it in front of it.
1: So I like to the way I like to describe this is when you're when you've got a new product that you're not sh- you're not sure whether it's going to work or not and you're deciding how to test it. If you test it in a marketplace, you're only testing one thing, which Mm -hmm. is the product itself's viability and customer enthusiasm. If you're testing it on a ClickFunnels or on a, you know, Shopify or Mm -hmm. somewhere else, you're also testing your traffic strategies. Yep. So, you're testing your product and your traffic, which creates all sorts of confusion because you're like well maybe Andrew. the product's great but my co- I'm sending the wrong people yeah. or you know maybe the product's horrible but uh, you know I'm still sending the, wrong, the right people but the wrong the, the, to the a product that's bad so so if you mar- launch on a marketplace you eliminate that issue and you know that they've got huge traffic then it's mm-hmm. only about the product quality the photography of the product the packaging yeah. the copywriting the keyword usage, it's a much more narrowed down test. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you can prove that it works, then that doesn't necessarily mean you should take it off the platform though. Correct. Because there are some things that people are just going to go to Amazon to consume. Right. And there are some things they will never go to your website to buy. Yeah. And that's really a hard conversation for some of our uh, inner circle students and our coaching clients who are really successful on Amazon and are trying to figure out whether a Shopify strategy mm-hmm. is good or not. And um, so, so you know, but anyway, so
0: that's, yeah.
1: that's, that's and, part and of the Amazon marketplace
0: right. equation is, is that whole piece of For testing. Sure. Yeah. For sure. And, and part of that's because of prime and people get free two day mm-hmm. shipping and they can go and buy all of their stuff in one shot. Like, yep. okay, yeah, I'm going to go to Amazon. I need to pick up three or four things. They're in yep. my cart. I just put it in there. I buy it. My card's on, on file. I hit the button. Right. It shows yep. up at my door. yep And I know that I won't have any issues. If I have any issues, they're happy to refund me. They'll replace it. Like, the customer service is great. So you have to create a case in which you are having people go to your website as opposed yep. to something like Amazon. Yep. And, and that's the challenge. Yep.
1: Which brings us full circle to the question of again, back to the use case for Shopify or not, um, and so the whole idea of what products work well on Shopify versus which ones don't, I think, is a topic for a whole different
0: probably a whole uh, different conversation, week,
1: different, yeah. different topic of conversation for different training. But that's a fascinating one as well because there are certainly some products that work well and ones that don't, um, and so the marketplaces definitely have a fantastic purpose and use case. Um, Mm -hmm. So, okay. So we've covered use case for WordPress Mm -hmm. use case for Shopify. I got my list here. Mm -hmm. Use case for Kajabi and Kartra Mm -hmm. um, use case for click funnels use case for Amazon. Mm -hmm. um, And, and I would just lump in the other marketplaces. Although I will say just one other tiny piece on the marketplaces and we can wrap up with this there is still no other better place in my opinion to do auctions than on eBay. It's true. And um, it, you know, we just ran auctions for our charity. eBay is the place to do it. And I, I feel so sometimes I feel bad for eBay because I feel like eBay had a killer app, which was an auction functionality. And they've tried to be so it's like they try to be Amazon and they try to be they try to be this bigger thing and and have so many you know, buy it now listings and stuff. But if they mm-hmm. would just care more about the auction format and function and just and just would focus on that piece and make it amazing, I, they still have a fantastic use case, and there's yeah. really no competitor that has taken away their core um, use case for the auction platform. And I really do hope, honestly, at some point, I mean, who knows, they'll never listen to us, but, but at some point, I hope somebody says to them, look, man, the jewel in your crown, is that auction format, mm-hmm. you know, go, go perfect that more, make it look like a current thing, not like it was built in the nineties. Yeah. And, um, but anyway, so I think there is a use case for eBay in that regard. Um, and, uh, but so, that, so that wraps it up. So that's marketplaces and then all the other platforms so hopefully this has been a helpful overview just our perspective on which platforms could potentially work best given your uh, individual scenario i mean i i hope that um we can refer people back to this video for the uh, you know years to come kyle because it's a top of mind question for people who come into our community they you know they come in and they're they're amazing amazon sellers frequently and they want to expand me off amazon or or maybe they've they've come across our training on Udemy about Shopify and they're trying to go deeper. Um, and so hopefully this categorization of use cases, um, it feels like a, a, you know, kind of a, an interesting way to look at the potential options out there.
0: Cause there are more and more options all the time, you know, there are and um, more and more use cases and, and a blending yeah. of use cases as yeah. Yeah, 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 platforms yeah. get a little more sophisticated. Yeah,
1: definitely. And uh, so that's sort of a fun, it's a fun Puzzle to put together. And it's like, what are you trying to do? And what are the platforms that will work well to support it? Um, and there's no cookie cutter answer. Uh, mm-hmm. It's sort of handcrafted every time, ultimately. So, all right, my man, I think we've done it. So, let's do this. If you're watching this video on Facebook and you have questions, feel free to leave questions in the comments. We're happy to connect with you. Um, we would love, love, love to be of help to you. Um, let me just say a couple things as a uh, as a wrap-up. Uh, shameless plug, I am currently recruiting people for my Instagram Power Book launch team. Uh, we have over 200 people that have already signed up since yesterday to potentially be on the launch team, and so the call for volunteers is basically for the next two weeks, and then it's going to be shut down. Basically, the launch team is a group of people who are going to rally around the Instagram Power revised and expanded book. Uh, here it is here whoop whoop. Um, and so it's packed full of um, uh, interviews, best practices, marketing strategies. I went to all of the leading experts and saw what they were doing, talked to them. Um, I have content in here from just fantastic people. Uh, Vaynermania of course is Gary Vaynerchuk's uh, at, you know, agency um, you know interacted with him about it content from him in the book um, other influencers and people who are crushing it on Instagram. And I really did my best to sort of distill and categorize the way in which you can use Instagram. And the launch team is basically an opportunity to get the book for free. You help us launch it. So you'll do social media actions. You'll be a part of the review team. We'll show you how to do the review, that kind of thing for the book. And you'll get supplemental trainings, companion videos, resources, the whole nine yards. So I will add a link to the little landing page, you can watch our video about what the launch team is about. Love to have you jump into that. If it's after December 31st, then the, the opportunity's already passed. But um, if you're watching this before, then consider joining the launch team. We're gonna have a blast together uh, and see this book really take off. It comes out March 8th and the launch team activities start January 3rd, something like that. Um, so yeah, uh, love to have people jump into that. it to be fun. Shameless plug, but hey, yeah, it is going to be fun. It's going to be a blast. So, and Instagram is obviously all the rage. It is just so
0: hot, man. Wanna, you need to get your Instagram game on lockdown. This is going to be one, one small piece in doing that, sort of giving you a good foundation and orient what's current right now on Instagram. Yeah,
1: yeah for sure. It is just so current. And uh, man, it just seems like Facebook is having its own issues and the other platforms are sort of, you know, Instagram's just become this, mega mega platform right now it's amazing so it's a very timely topic i think for many of the people who are watching this so
0: mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's all about building your audience i mean i made a couple sales off instagram just uh this week on my shopify store I and mean, i don't really do any like marketing for it, it just like popped in as a sale i was like where'd that come from oh instagram instagram okay. oh that's a whole
1: topic by itself